Hey everyone, welcome back to the Fitlistic Wellness Podcast, where we talk about everything holistic health and wellness related. Today we have a special guest, Jacqueline Goldman, who's a personal trainer and a mental health advocate. Woo! Yes! yes. All right, so um, Jacqueline, give me like a little bit of background of like where you come from, maybe a little bit of like information about your life story, like as detailed as you want or as little detail. All right, so I grew up in Toronto. Um, I went to an all-girls private school from grade one to 12, which was uh, quite an experience. Interesting. But uh, at the end, I did truly love it, Um, but definitely a few rocky years here and there, but... When I was around 15 years old, I was diagnosed with a mood disorder. So I was manic depressive. I had a lot of issues with that. Um, I had an eating disorder, Mm -hmm. bulimic, you know, a lot of different problems started coming up for me. Um, So that kind of kept going throughout my life. And then I hit university. I started partying, got really into alcohol and drugs, which completely took me over. I have a very addictive personality to pretty much anything I do. Mm -hmm. So it just kind of manifested into this crazy situation. And the next thing I knew, I was like addicted to a bunch of stuff. Um, But although it was kind of a a hard few years, I would say, (gasps) I'm laughing now because things are so good. But then it was pretty fucked up. Amazing. Yeah. But, you know, it was really pretty intense for a few years so I ended up going to treatment um and I was 22 for two months in Texas to an all-girls treatment facility to work on my sobriety basically which I did not know going into it I thought uh, addiction meant you were addicted to one substance and yeah I had no idea I mean, a lot of people might think that too. Yeah, like I even think I think common. that like addiction is like one thing, but like if you're addicted to one thing, it's easily to become addicted to another thing. Yeah, it's it's basically how you react to any mood altering substance. So mm-hmm. whether that's alcohol or coke or weed, mm-hmm. you know, it's all actually under the same umbrella, and mm-hmm. people don't actually know that. So, and that's how I was going into treatment. So I was my my biggest issue was Coke. So mm-hmm. I was like, they'll just teach me how to stop doing that, but I'll still do everything else. I'll still oh. drink. And do- <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy. But um, that's how crazy my head was at that time. Um, but I got there and obviously learned quite a bit and um, came out of treatment and decided I wanted to dedicate my life now to sobriety and to my mental health because... The more time I had sober, the more um, I could see that my mental health was improving, my anxiety was decreasing, um, my mood was stabilizing. So it just became this thing for me, and uh, I started writing about it on Instagram and sharing my story. Um, yes. yeah. I've seen those posts. They're so inspiring. Thank I'm like, you. Every time I see it, yo, every comment I'd write is the same. It's just like, yes, <laughs> capital <Thank> Y. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. It's um, it honestly, at the start, it was kind of a way for me to control what people were thinking about me because there was a lot of, you know, rumors and crazy shit like that. And mm-hmm. I just wanted to have my own voice and 
share that, but it actually, it evolved into this amazing thing where I actually am just super honest and vulnerable with my own journey. Like literally to this day, I write about if I'm having a bad day and struggling with my sobriety or, you know, if my mental health isn't like in check, I, I share that in hopes that maybe someone else will read it and either can relate and know they're not alone or that maybe that they can read something and see, oh, wow, like I'm kind of like that too. Maybe I need to do some work on myself. I mean, I feel like there's like a a still a huge stigma behind it. And like stigma is like kind of like a really overused word I find, but like it is because it, there's still a stigma. And even like when we talk about mental health and just like the general aspect of like, for example, Bell Let's Talk Day, like, Mm -hmm. We know the day that it's coming. Like, when is it? Like, February or something? Yes, February, February, March or something? Yeah, so it's always the same time of the year, but I feel like people only talk about it mm-hmm. on that day. And yeah. I think that's still a huge issue, and they don't really touch on it. But it, I think it's really good when people talk about their what they've gone through. Yeah. And just because, like, I know, like, I've struggled with mental health. I wasn't really... I don't think I've ever been addicted to anything, but God, who knows? Yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe I'm addicted to boxing. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There but, could be worse <laughs> addictions, my friend. But I mean, like, I, like there's just such a huge stigma behind it. Yeah. Like, people don't talk about it, so people hide their issues. And like, even personally, me, personally, me lately, I've been like struggling with a lot of anxiety, like yeah. through the roof. And it's like, and I started to talk about it because like even online when you say you post about like your struggles like Mm -hmm. people like on instagram i find people aren't real and authentic like like i'll meet someone that i've seen on instagram before like i randomly follow them i meet them in person and it's completely different like for me i like to you notice me i started doing like instagram stories i love it like i'm just me like i do stupid shit like i spilt half of my things when i was trying to like dump (laughs) it into my bone broth like it's a thing like it happens but everyone makes it look like everything's perfect Mm -hmm. all the time but like it's really not and i feel like even sometimes me when i'm on instagram i'll see people they have such a perfect life why isn't my life like theirs but like they're Mm -hmm. just not sharing their everyday like real truth exactly and like I think that it even helps me personally when I talk about like my anxiety struggles because people reach out to me like it's not like I'm not trying to like do that like to get attention no no one ever really wants that especially if you're dealing with that sort of thing that's just me personally but maybe other people but yeah like I think if people talk about it people feel less alone and I feel like in my situation when it's really really dark it's good to have support Mm -hmm. when people say oh i've done this like let me show you coping mechanisms yeah stuff like that and like i think a lot of people like suffer in silence you know Mm -hmm. they're afraid to voice that they have experienced some sort of emotional trauma or mental health anxiety depression because maybe they're afraid it makes them look weak or vulnerable and actually that's not the fucking case like the more you can share what you have been through Mm -hmm. the bigger of a badass you are the more of a fucking fighter you are come at me bro exactly (laughs) it's something to be proud of you know working on yourself is the best thing you can do for yourself and not every i'm not saying every person needs to stand on the rooftops and be like I'm depressed. Like, <laughs> you can get better, too. You know what like, I mean? But I am saying yeah. that 
I think with by a few people sharing what they've been through, making a stand, being like, you know what, more than a couple people deal with this. It mm-hmm. makes a huge difference. And when you're talking about the uh, Instagram stuff too, like on Instagram, I get caught up in looking at the same beautiful shit, homes, people, whatever, being like, why the fuck isn't my life this way? Right. And it's really negative. And I think that's why I, I've always, as best as I can, try to share what's real in my life and, you know, post a photo that might look really nice. But then if you read my caption, it's like the raw truth of what's going down. Mm-hmm. And I've had a lot of people message me and say that it's helped them. And that's all I'm out there to do. You know, like I truly want my message to benefit others. And I think it's important if you have a, even a tiny voice, like I'm not like an influencer, like I don't yeah. have a crazy following, but for the people that do, like, I try to support them with what's going down in my life as much as I can, you know? Yeah, 100%. I feel like there's a lot of people with a big voice that don't... Yeah. Like, they, they don't talk about this kind of stuff, and they, like, everyone deals with some sort of, like, mental health thing yeah. or know someone that has. Exactly. So they have physically been in the environment or personally experienced it, and it's just, like, it's not something you should hide from because, like all like struggles and like rough times it makes you who you are like come out like a fucking strong badass like right like you're like yo i can take on the world like Like, i've dealt with this bullshit and (laughs) through it and look at me now like what (laughs) exactly and i one thing i always say is like i never would have chosen this to be my life but i'm so happy it is because through all the adversity, I have been able to take that and grow so much as a person at a young age. Like, especially for my uh, sobriety, I've met a lot of older people that are like, damn, like, I wish I could have done this at a young age. Like, it it ruins lives and people Mm -hmm. just go throughout their lives repeating the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. And if you can have that like moment of clarity where you're like, no, I might be young, but it doesn't matter. I'm Mm -hmm. ready to make that change and do anything I can to have a positive experience, then fucking do it. Go for Mm -hmm. it. I think, I think everyone needs to be able to be assertive in their own life and to be able to make the right decisions for Mm -hmm. themselves in order to have a good life, you know? Yeah. hundred percent. Okay, so going back to like kind of your story, yeah. I'm just curious. Like, I mean, yeah. if you're if you're down to share, but Always. like, what was that rock bottom for you? Yeah. What was the one thing that really said, like, man, I need help? So, I had my rock bottom. I would say lasted for. It wasn't like a one. There was one night. I think there was like several things that started happening to me. Um, the physical stuff that started happening was, you know, like waking up with like blood on my face and, you know, nosebleeds, shit like that. Um, I had seizures from oh, wow. taking, yeah, taking too many pills, you know, these things started happening mm-hmm. and they scared me, but it wasn't enough to make me stop. Like when you're, when you're an addict, like these things unfortunately aren't enough and that's what's so scary about this disease and that's why so many people unfortunately die from it because Mm -hmm. it's life and death out there but um mostly the things in my life 
my relationships, people, uh, things started to really crumble for me and, uh, I was barely keeping it together. You know, like I was working at this job that <laughs> I was supposed to be there Monday, Friday, nine to five. I think I went like three days a week. <laughs> like oh it was pretty crazy. Um, you know, I had personal relationships and because of my actions, I was really mm -hmm. losing myself and mm -hmm. I was no longer that person. I was as, as I was growing up and I was losing my morals, my values. I didn't respect myself. I didn't respect other people. Um, yeah. and it's a really, really awful place to be in. And, uh, I just had this one weekend. I remember where I just, I was in an outpatient program in Toronto. So mm -hmm. I was going to addiction counseling before I went to treatment for about four months. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just remember walking in one day and I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like mm -hmm. I thought I was going to die and I wanted to live. And I, mm -hmm. I chose that path for myself. And so that's what uh, got me into treatment. And... Uh, you know, I just, I really haven't looked back from that moment. I, uh, it's been hard. Obviously there's so mm -hmm. much temptation out there, especially living in Toronto. You know, mm -hmm. there is, it's everywhere. Yeah. Like, you walk down the street and yeah, someone's yeah. in a line, like, it, like exactly, on the sidewalk, <laughs> you know, like, and I still, like, as I said, I'm 25, like I'm young. I want to go out with my friends. Like I go mm -hmm. to bars still and clubs and do all that stuff, but I've eliminated the substances because mm -hmm. I have found a way to have fun and be like my real authentic self without needing to be messed up. And I used to think I had to be messed up in order to go out. Like I would yeah. say if someone wasn't drinking or doing something going out, I'd laugh and be like, Oh fuck, I could never do that. Like, <laughs> like or if someone was the DD, I'd be like, I could never do that. Now I'm the DD all the time. <laughs> all like the time. I'm like an Uber driver for my friends. It's I mean, great. you're a great friend. <laughs> That's great. Like, a <laughs> great you. influence. Like you started from the bottom. Now you're here. Yeah. You're driving people home safely. I like, know. Tuck in the men at night. Maybe not that far, but <laughs> I've done that. I, I have mean, tucked some friends in. <laughs> You gotta but, make sure everyone's good. But yeah. Like, wow. Yeah. That's that's amazing. Like. Yeah. Wow. It feels good. You know. It feels good to be in a place where I I genuinely feel like I'm making a positive impact, and I feel like I'm overall a generally positive person. But I am human, and of course, I have some days where I'm not great. Like, it happens. Mm -hmm. You can't always be at a hundred, and that's just how life is. And but you just got to keep pushing, pushing to be better every single day. Wake up. Be yeah. like, let's do this. How do you make this day epic? Right? That's that's amazing. Now that I said that, sounds so cheesy. <laughs> no, but it's like so good. But like I feel that, like that. That needs know? to be a hashtag. Oh, we got to make Get that it happen. trending. Yeah, trend that. Trend that. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. <laughs> On Instagram. Yeah, I Post love it. Post it. Dr. Fit, yo. <laughs> Dr. Fit, yo. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, so um, another thing I wanted to kind of touch on is, like, um, how was it, like, you said you lost a lot of relationships mm -hmm. when addiction was kind of, like, taking over for you. Yeah. After, like, you got sober, have you reconnected with those people? Or are those people still kind of, like, yeah. doing the things that you don't want to do so you kind of avoid that? Like, how Yeah, so there's, like, a, two different parts to that. Uh, there was a, a group of friends I had made um, that were 
not really healthy for me mm-hmm. that I would party with one person in particular. <laughs> He'll never <laughs> listen to this, so it doesn't fucking matter. But um, <laughs> I, he was the person that would stay up till like 11 a.m. doing drugs with. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. it, it was a very unhealthy thing. And so those people just naturally fall out of your life because mm-hmm. they weren't your real friends to begin with. So mm-hmm. you're party friends. You, yeah. you depend on each other for something super negative. Um, uh, so that was that spectrum. So I believe like those people, if you let them, will just leave your life as they should. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in terms of other people I had in my life that I, I caused a lot of harm in that relationship, um, you know, I really believe everything is meant to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I have made amends to certain people as best as I can without causing harm, you know? Like, there's Mm -hmm. a certain extent. You don't want to reach out and bug people being like, I'm so sorry for everything I did, blah, blah, blah. Let's be friends again. No. like like Sometimes I think it's, in some situations, it's best to just let things be. And if in time, you know, maybe something naturally can Mm -hmm. evolve from that, then sure maybe you can reach out but it's sad I there's like some things in particular that I was very sad about and I I don't really want to share too much because I don't want to single people out you know what I mean just to keep their own privacy Mm -hmm. but you just have to kind of like take the hit as a person and realize you you have consequences for your actions it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. if I'm fucking addicted to whatever I still behaved the way I did and and you know, you still have to kind of pay for it a bit and yeah. you make it right as best as you can and then you kind of have to close a chapter and move on. So that's what I've done. Yeah, so you kind of like kind of went back and were like, you kind of like made amends, like you said, yeah. and then let it be. Exactly. And if something came from it, then maybe, but if not, it's yeah. cool too. Like it's just the, like, yeah. you're just leaving it on a better note than it was exactly. before. Yeah. Yeah, so that's good. I'm like... I'm, like, that type of person in life in general. Like, if I ever piss anyone off and they don't like me, I'd like to, like, one day go back and be like, hey, remember that time? Like, I'm really sorry. I don't expect anything to come out of this, but I just wanted to say, like... Exactly. Like, just make everything, like... I do believe it's important to take ownership of Mm -hmm. the wrong you have caused in your life, you know? It takes a big person to be able to admit fault, and, you know, I still, to this day, I have some issue. I'm, I'm a little defensive, like, when I fight, if I... So my boyfriend is very... He will not fight with me. It's unbelievable. I've never met anyone like him. Like, he, he just is so neutral and is, like, just, can you relax? Like, you're being a little, like, too much right now. So I will try to fight and be defensive over stuff. And, like, he's just so chill. And just they're, like... I, yeah, but let let's like a, like a character <laughs> defect I have, you know, yeah. like he... Well, he, opposites attract, right? Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> it's stuff to work on, you know, I'm always evolving and I am not perfect. And yeah. there are these things that I just need to keep pushing and working on myself, you know, I think it's if you stop trying to question yourself and question your belief then you're just not moving forward. Exactly, you know? exactly. 100% completely yeah. agree with that. Yeah. Like you don't want to you don't want to always be in the same room as someone who's like the exact same as you cuz you can't grow. Mm-hmm. You can't get better. Yeah. So like even sometimes like now like personally I'll just like 
step back, reevaluate yeah. like my surroundings, yeah. distance myself from some people sometimes, mm-hmm. or come closer to other people. Like, yeah. but and it's yeah. all about it's all about growing. And I feel like Absolutely. a lot of people think like. When you're done school, you're finished learning. No, you no. have so much to learn. Like, you don't even know. Life is crazy. Yeah. I don't even know. Like, I can't even comprehend it. It's exactly. Wild. I think like, the biggest lessons come from yourself. They come from within. Like, yeah, you learn a bunch of stuff in school. I, in my own experience, I don't fucking use anything. Maybe a little <laughs> bit. I have a sociology major. So okay, I. it's well. like a human interaction stuff. But, man, like, I was not fully participating mm-hmm. throughout my education, right? Mm-hmm. So I took a bit of a hit there. But, I mean, I think being self-aware and being, like, a people person is, like, to your biggest advantage, more than knowing all this crazy stuff about, like, I don't know, some people might not like this, but, like, math and science and stuff. Like, sure, if that's your career path, like, it's very applicable, but I think at the end of the day, like being able to relate to people and like knowing how to like function in a conversation and it's important it's so true like brain smart like books books brain smart, smart. books yeah. oh my god i can't even speak book smart <laughs> and street smart there needs to be some sort of balance i mean like street smart as in like being able to talk to people yeah. like if you're not an approachable person then you can't learn you can't grow you can't become better yeah vital so I think I've always kind of had that in my back pocket and I think that's why I was able to be successful in my recovery because I think I've always had some self-awareness like Mm -hmm. throughout my entire life so it gave me a little bit of an advantage Mm -hmm. for when I started going through um like getting sober it really helped me a lot well you have to be aware that there's something not right yeah. to be able to mm-hmm. start your road to the recovery and whatever it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's really important. Self-awareness yeah. is incredible. Like, yeah. Wow. I yeah. know. All right. So let's take it back to your fitness. Okay. So how did, yes. did that, how did that relate sort of to yeah. your sobriety sobriety. maybe or maybe how it's helping you now yeah so fitness has always naturally been a part of my life both my parents are uh very competitive well my dad in particular is a very competitive tennis yes tennis player (laughs) he's like ranked I think he's like in the top five in Canada right now he's like I think he's he's like 62 and he's like kicking butt out there in the world and he's still like my parents on Sunday are going to Florida for like a four-day training camp for tennis at this like crazy tennis complex so like they've that's always been there and so I played tennis growing up my whole life played a little bit competitively not really but I also played basketball pretty competitively too so I've always enjoyed athletics um and then I hit university I gained a bunch of weight I stopped exercising so I wasn't playing sports um mm-hmm. so that was really weird for me uh that adjustment was bizarre but then I so I gained like 40 pounds and then at the end of my second year I was like okay I realized I was overweight and I needed to get healthy so I started working out and losing weight and that kind of kick-started my love for the gym um and again I as I said, like earlier, I have a bit of an addictive personality, so there might have been a bit of an addictive tendency there. Um, but after I got sober, fitness became 
like l- l- a huge, huge crush for me. Crud. Oh my God. A huge crutch for <laughs> me. Yes. Like it, getting the endorphins from a workout, being able to push yourself out of your own head, getting that moment of clarity is just, it was vital for me. Like mm. my, my brain, I'm a thinker. I think and overthink and overthink quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But when I go and work out, man, my head just clears and I feel so good. And so it became very important to me. I started working at a gym, just working at the front desk there just because I wanted to be in that environment throughout my early recovery Mm -hmm. uh, because I thought it was healthy. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, holy fuck, I can do, I can be, I can be a trainer. Like, I love this. I'm passionate. I want to help people. That's always been my end game. Like, I want to have a career where I can help other people be successful in their own lives. So I got my personal training certification, started Mm -hmm. my own business, and I did that for about uh, six months on my own. And then Bolo came into my Fucking hey. life. Shout the out to best Bolo. place on earth. Oh my goodness. So I started uh, training at Bolo and because uh, I wanted to get into group fitness as well because I mm-hmm. missed having my own business was great, but I missed working in an environment with other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I saw Callie are mm-hmm. on Instagram and I slid into her DMs. Uh, yeah. She slid into the I DMs. I slid into the DMs and I basically was like, I love what you're doing. Can you give me an opportunity? And she like with open arms brought me in, trained me and like gave me this incredible opportunity. And now I'm a bolo trainer, yo. Yes. The it's best. It's my favorite place to be. And like being in that community has had such a positive impact on my life, like meeting you oh, hey, and meeting up? all the incredible people that work there. Like I've never been in a group of people that function so well together and truly love and want to lift each other up so much. Right. Like there's no bad energy at no. all in there. Like even no. when I find like, even when like clients come in, like personal training clients or even like yeah. the, the people who sign up for the classes, everyone's just so yeah. nice. Like, I'm just like, where did where did we find all these people? I know. Like, this is just a happy place. Yeah. If anyone needs like anything, like any positivity, any motivation, yeah. just, just come chill for like Truly. 20 minutes and yeah. you'll be good. <laughs> I, I've seen people write like your vibe attracts your tribe. And mm. I believe that so much. Like the energy you put out is what people are going to feel and receive. And if that's what they feel, they'll come. Those mm-hmm. people will come just naturally. And I really think that's happened. And so it's been a beautiful place for me to just grow as a person. And I don't know, I I, I could talk for hours of <laughs> how much I right? love it there oh so much. God. You got to get Callie on here. Yeah, you, you do. get Callie on here. You do. But um, I have a whole podcast episode about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I just think it's important in anyone's life to have exercise. It's mm-hmm. such a vital part of living and being happy and healthy. I believe that mental health and physical health, you need to have an equal, yeah, equal emphasis on both because if one outweighs the other, you're bound to get messed up eventually, right? Like if you overuse the gym to help your mental health, you're toast. If Mm -hmm. you work overly on your mental health and ignore the gym, 
-hmm. You're probably not eating well, sleeping well, right? Mm -hmm. Like these things, you need to have that unity of the two. So that's what I strive for because I've gone through phases where I'm doing like two workouts a day and not working on my brain. And then I have a little breakdown, you know, Mm -hmm. or my body especially is not reacting. I start getting injuries and, you know, I fucked up my knee from doing that. And I think it's important in our community that we also emphasize how important rest is. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Because I think, I mean, we got couches. We got y'all can take a nap. <laughs> Yo, Nico, nap. what's good? <laughs> Taking a nap. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I love him. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's important. You need to find the healthy balance for yourself. Mm-hmm. And once you find that, I truly believe you're kind of living in that sweet spot of life. Oh yeah. 100%. You know, and lately that's where I've, I've been feeling, I have found a really good balance between working out and working on myself, you know, like I do, I go to two meetings a week for my sobriety and I make sure Amazing. I do that. I see a therapist. I do as much as I can. I go have coffee with girls that are trying to get sober. Like Amazing. those are good things I do. But then I also put value on my workout program, you know, like 100%. I'm in the gym, like at least like I try to do four days a week, but mm-hmm. with schedules, sometimes it's three, but you know, just shoot for the stars cheesy again but (laughs) you gotta like schedule your life and you know who's someone who's really good with organization elena she i really admire her uh scheduling for herself she's got a good thing going on there so if anyone is really interested in organization check out elena training to excel she's really fucking good at that and I, i i'm not as good at that so that's why i really appreciate what she does um, but I think getting into routines are really healthy. And I think having structure is a good way to get stability in your life mm-hmm. quickly. A hundred percent. I remember when I was in university, mm-hmm. um, a friend of mine who actually didn't go to university, just did high school and then kind of went into his own entertainment career. Kind of like, it's what you know, not who you know. I mean, it's who you know, not necessarily what you know in that yep. sort of industry. And I think yep. everyone in any sort of industry can can relate, except maybe accountants. Like you gotta know math. You got, <laughs> yeah. You gotta <laughs> if you know, know you're screwed. Stuff. You fail. <laughs> yeah. um, but like, uh, he told me. I remember I was in university and I was so stressed out. And he was like, you know what, Jenna, you need to you need to get organized. Like the most successful people in life and especially in school, they organize themselves. Mm-hmm. And like when I started university, I was a complete mess. I'm like, I moved into Toronto. I'm like, yo, who is this? I'm out of my house. I'm living with a roommate and I'm going to school. And I'm like, what is this city? What am I doing? It's overwhelming. Yeah. It's just like so much. And if you're organized, like it took me a couple years, like it doesn't happen overnight. And I'm like, sometimes I get really lazy. I'm like, you know what? I don't want to write a list today. I'm just like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to do like, I'm Mm going to live my life and just do it. But like, I find that like when you become organized, that's when you become more successful. Yeah. Just in general, like with anything, like even if you're struggling with something like, okay, I'm going to take 10, 15 minutes a day just to meditate. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's like huge. Yeah. Your time's the most important time, you know? Mm -hmm. Like if you can take a day and make sure you're doing at least one positive thing for yourself, like you're going to feel pretty good. Or at least doing one thing to like grow yourself. Like read like two pages of this like self-help book. Yeah. Or like listen to a 
podcast. Yeah, but you know what? It is so easy, and I'm guilty of this too, to just not do it because mm-hmm. you're lazy and you're just not in that right headspace. And it's mm-hmm. so easy to get there. It's just you got to rebound from it. Yeah. There's, I don't know. I try. I'm. I like to make lists of like, um, especially when I write blog posts of like five ways like I stay positive you know like mm-hmm. being grateful practicing mindfulness you know yes, self-love like stuff like that to integrate into your life and I think you need to do it slowly because if you try to do it all at once you're gonna get overwhelmed like Aziza, I was actually even talking to Matt about this this yesterday because I'm trying to do this new mm-hmm. meal plan thing and it's quite a stark change from my current eating patterns and okay. he's like if you try it all at once you're most likely not going to be successful. Try to slowly, every day, integrate something different and build it up. Build it into your routine. Don't just go, bam, let's do this. And then three days in, you're like freaking out. You got to do it slowly. So I liked his advice on that. It's like, it's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like when you like try to get off like, for example, like a medication, you can't just cut it cold turkey because then you have all the side effects of withdrawal, like slow and steady. Like even I can kind of relate that kind of to my clients Mm because like a lot of people that I work with have like a lot of serious health issues or like like maybe maybe liver issues or, um, you know, things like that. And like if I change their diet like completely, like, okay, you can't have milk you can't have cheese you can't have bread like people are like what can i eat rabbit food like shocking and it's like it shocks the system but at the same time i find if you try to do something like cold turkey or like completely change it like night and day Mm -hmm. like you're not going to be successful no and i think a lot of people who do approach things cold turkey aren't successful and some are like some people can do it but most will struggle with it and you want like the best for yourself yeah weaning into things or weaning off of things is way better Mm -hmm. than just like cutting cold turkey because you're going to hate yourself. Yeah. The (laughs) only thing I would say that is like the exception would be being like an addict unless you are like, it's like you're very addicted to alcohol and your body needs to slowly withdraw, then absolutely you have to do that safely. But usually that's monitored by a doctor, right? Yeah, yeah, 100%. But in my own life, like I needed to have that like, bam, you're done. Because if I tried to get sober in Toronto, Mm -hmm. kind of, I was trying to stop doing drugs. I couldn't stop drinking, but that was my own addiction, right? I didn't realize I was an alcoholic. But um, you have to know yourself. Like, you Mm -hmm. just have to do it right. I don't know. It's hard to do. It's really Mm -hmm. hard to do. But I think if you're willing to make a positive change in your life, even if you have like an ounce of willingness you can make that change. You just need to have that like little bit inside of you mm-hmm. that wants it and you can absolutely achieve it. And that's when you have to like consider who you surround yourself with. Yeah. Because like if you're with these people who continue to do that, yeah. then you're not going to change. You're just yeah. going to get sucked right back into exactly. it. Because you can be strong on your own, but man, if your support system around you is doing the things that you're trying not to do, it will ultimately bring you down. Mm-hmm. It will do that. Hundred percent. So, like, now that you're like into the whole fitness thing, do you still kind of integrate that as like? Do you think you kind of used it or currently use it as some like coping? Yeah, I definitely do, and I think um, I've gone through periods of maybe, as we were talking earlier, 
overdoing it. Mm-hmm. But I think I've found that sweet spot because it truly makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. I feel good when I'm in the gym. I feel clear-minded. I feel like I, I set these goals for myself and I achieve them and then I feel fucking fantastic, you know? Yeah. It's a good way to just make yourself feel better. You need to have attainable goals. I think that's number one yeah. thing. Like, don't go too crazy. But start out slowly and build up and you can... I just think it's important for everyone to do, you know? Yeah, Fitness is a really important part of life. And I think I think people are, are nervous about going to the gym. I think people are intimidated about going mm-hmm. to the gym because they don't know what they're doing. They don't want to be judged. And I think that, especially, we, we've talked about Bolo, but again, like having a place where you can walk in and know no one is going to be judging you. We're all mm-hmm. there trying to lift each other up and mm-hmm. have as much of a positive impact on you as we can. Like, that's how I think every fitness establishment should be. And mm-hmm. I think it's unfortunate that a lot of places have this idea that you can't come if you're not a beast. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it should be accessible to anyone who wants to get fit. So, I mean, and that's just a part of the fitness industry. There are some Mm -hmm. places that just aren't catered for those people. And that's fine, you know, do, everyone can do what they want. But I think it's good to have a place where you can go and know that you can work as hard as you physically can and that the people around you are going to make you feel safe and comfortable. Yeah, the other thing I noticed, like, I've trained at other places. I'm not going to name names because yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to seem no, negative but agreed. I have noticed that there are places that are very money hungry like I get it's a business but mm-hmm. like I've seen trainers train people and I'm like I even know that's not the correct form and I'm well, not a yeah. trainer like you know what I mean and it's just like yeah what are, and like and I feel like a lot of people go into the industry thinking it's it's easy no. it's easy to do like if you're working for an establishment like it's it's different than working for yourself. Yeah. Because then it's, I feel like it's maybe more intimate and they're not pushing you like, oh, you need to make sales. sales. You need to make sales. That's no, like I want to change a life. Like I feel like it has to be a certain perspective, mm-hmm. like a mindset. Like if you're going into fitness industry as like for the money, it's like, no. why? Like that's a lot of time going down the drain if you look mm-hmm. at it in a money perspective. But like, I feel like it's really important for like trainers like yourself who have dealt with like maybe mental health issues, Mm -hmm. addiction, stuff like that. Like I think it's important because a lot of people are going to the gym as an outlet. Yeah. And to have that sort of connection with someone else that understands. It makes a huge. It makes a huge difference. Their success goes up. Like you obviously want to see someone succeed, but, Mm -hmm. but if you're in the gym and you're not happy and you're just, and you're just like scared, like, yeah. Nothing's going to change. Well, yeah, I think, especially in the personal training industry, I think there's a lot of people that are just like sales, sales, sales. And, mm. you know, if you approach it from an authentic way, like if you truly want to help somebody mm. and you want to change their life and like make them healthy and whole again, mm. you can't be approaching it from a sales, be like, train with me. Well, like it's, yeah. it doesn't make any sense. And, I just think it's a wonderful industry, but mm-hmm. at the same time, there's a lot of trainers out there that don't put an emphasis on like form and technique. And yeah. I see these people like 
uh, again, I, I agree we shouldn't talk about where, mm-hmm. but it's really alarming watching mm-hmm. this go down and standing. And I don't mean to sound if this sounds high and mighty because like I've, I'm not like, mm-hmm. I don't have all of this crazy stuff, but I know how to properly train someone and how to keep someone safe mm-hmm. and do what's right for their body. Mm-hmm. And I see it happening every day, like people doing things that are way beyond what they should be doing. And that's unfortunately just part of part of it, mm-hmm. the business. But, you know, you find the people that mm-hmm. that come to you. And I think that's always been kind of my... Your vibe my, attracts your tribe. Yeah, I, I try, like, I genuinely want, if someone wants to make a positive change in their life or if they just literally need someone to work out with just to keep them healthy... I want to be there. I want to support them. I want to help them mm-hmm. achieve what they want to achieve because like, I'm lucky to have this opportunity mm-hmm. to be in someone's life and give them this, right? Yeah, I, think, I think wanting to always give yourself the people sometimes is like the most selfish thing you can do. And mm-hmm. like when you look at it, like for me, I like doing things for other people because it makes me happy seeing yeah. them happy or being successful or like... But that kind you know, of selfish like, is okay. That's like the best kind of selfish. Mm-hmm. I think everyone should be selfish in that sense. Yeah. But like, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. just like... Because if everyone's just trying to see the best in everyone and everyone's pushing for like everyone to just always be happy, successful, whatever, like, the world would be such an amazing place, but yeah. I know it'll never be that way because no. there's always those, like, people that have their, they're set in their ways yeah. and they and they just want to focus on themselves and, like, whatever. I want to focus on myself by focusing on other people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. And if you can make a career out of it, then, which you have, which I have, then mm-hmm. good on you, you know, if that's your passion in life reach for it go for it because it does feel really good you feel so good making people feel good yeah and and it's also something to be proud of Mm -hmm. right like take pride in what you do it's important and it will ultimately like have a really good effect on you yeah yeah all right, so we're getting close to that time. Wow, time flies. <laughs> I mean, we're just short of an hour, I would say. Um, but yeah, is there like anything else you wanted to like touch on? Like anything you wanted to leave with anybody? Like maybe you missed something that you thought maybe could be helpful? Maybe? Yeah. I just think at the end of the day, my message has always been to help others achieve things that maybe they thought they couldn't achieve. I think for me, sobriety has been such a positive impact on my life. And on my, especially on my Instagram, I like to write a lot about that because I, that's the most connection I have with people through that is by talking to people that are struggling with their sobriety. So I think the number one thing is that I want people to know they can always reach out to me no matter what, if they need and they have no idea what's going on. I think maybe they have some issues with alcohol or whatever and need some guidance, you know? I can be that person for you. I just want that for everyone, you know? Yeah. I think everyone deserves to have someone, if they're feeling alone, that they can, at the end of the day, reach out to and say, like, hey, I need help. Because a lot of people struggle all alone, and it's sad. And I felt that way for... 10 years, you know, mm-hmm. I talked to people that I was, you know, a boyfriend or 
pa- my parents. Yeah. But I, I still was ashamed of what I was going mm-hmm. through. I was ashamed that, you know, I was depressed. I was ashamed of my anxiety. I, I didn't want to tell anyone about it. And I think now that, you know, I've definitely overcome that because I, I, I want to talk about it. And I think it's important to talk about mental health, to talk about addiction, to talk about these things people don't want to talk about because it can be uncomfortable and it can be scary and you might need to face some of, some of your own truths in your own life. But ultimately, it's only going to do good for you. The hard work is what makes you a better person. So mm-hmm. I and believe that. I want to ask you one last thing. Yeah. So I just kind of had like a eureka moment yeah it yeah sounds really super nerdy but like no, i love it dr fit yes that's your instagram handle yeah so tell, tell okay just, just tell me because i think i might know but like it just clicked and i'm like so, okay <laughs> so obviously i'm not a doctor mm-hmm. um which i disclaim like i put that out on my website i'm not a real doctor but i think that's pretty obvious but uh <laughs> a few years ago one of my really close friends we were having a night out and she took my phone and changed my Instagram to Dr. Chill. So within my friend circle for years, my Instagram was Dr. Chill and I still have that account. It's my personal account. I don't really use it anymore because now, so it's been almost a year and a half. I started the Dr. Fit. Mm-hmm. I was, I wanted to start my sobriety and fitness page and I wasn't quite sure what to call it. And everyone was just like, you got to do Dr. Fit. You got to do it. Like, it's just... That's who you are. You're the, the <laughs> I have friends that call me doctor, and I'm like, I do not deserve this, but I will take it. <laughs> like, I do not deserve this. <laughs> I will take it. So that's how it came about. Um, and, you know, I love it. Maybe it will change one day as I get older because it's, it's fun now. But, but yeah, that's uh, where Dr. Fit came from. All right. I, I, was, I, I thought it maybe would be like something like, Oh, yeah, like, people think they can come to me with, like, their, you know, like, I help my friends. No, they, they fuck me, like, no. Doctor, doctor. No, that, no, see no. that? I think that would be kind of crazy a and a extra. little bit self-involved, <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, now that I just, say it, maybe it sounds a lot more. It just comes from, a, it was just one fun night out, and she did it, and I woke up, and that's what my Instagram was changed to, and I was like, huh. Amazing. I kind of like that's, it. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, I don't have that good of a story, but you know. No, but you would, I like your <laughs> name. That's cool. Yeah, so uh, you said you train. Yep. Classes. Yep. So, so where yeah. can people find you? So yeah, I teach at Bolo uh, multiple times during the week, many varieties of classes. So whatever you're looking for, if you need an hit workout, if you need a little low impact strength class, I'm your girl. Also, I mean, everyone at Bolo is fucking incredible. So whatever class you take there is awesome. And then I as well have a personal training business. So anyone looking for that one-on-one health coaching, I'm your girl. She's your girl. Love to help you. She's very authentic. We just (laughs) run over that. She's phenomenal. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Oh, wow. All right, well. This was fun. Wow. I really had a good time doing this. this. I was nervous. Like, Like... I'm so excited to like continue this. Good, like, you're doing I feel like great, this is, girl. Like, this is a great, a great start to like this long journey I'm yeah. gonna keep going on, and like, and I feel like just like 
your presence here. Like, you know, you said you like want to bring positivity to people. And like literally, okay, I'm going on a tangent here, but Do like it. it needs to be said. <laughs> <laughs> so like every time I see Jacqueline, she'll walk into the room with a big smile on her face. And like, and I'm just like, I just automatically, even having like a really shitty day, like I'll see Jacqueline with her huge smile. I'm like, man, it just got better. You oh, know, wow. and it's like. It's, Thank you. I'm, that I'm means a lot you, to me. It's great. Like that's that's the kind of people like I think I need and everyone needs and like it has a huge part to like overall wellness. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if you're around negative people, you're gonna be a negative person. Yeah. You're gonna be bitter. But like I need that positive. You gotta bring Every, some light into this world. Everyone needs the positive. And even if I'm not having a good day, I pretend like I'm having a good day because you know what? It's a law of attraction. Yeah. Like fake it till you make it. That's yeah. like literally <laughs> my motto. Like fake it till you make it yeah and like honor your feelings if you're feeling like shit like feel like shit but you know what having that positive mindset like which like can truly just be pushing yourself to keep Mm -hmm. going don't let that negative energy bring you down that can be enough to have a positive mindset you know what I mean and I just think like as I said before you know you just got to put out if you have those vibes within you you just got to give it out to the world and give People that maybe are struggling, that little bit of light, a little bit of hope that they need in their life. Because it makes a huge difference. It makes does. a slew of a difference. Okay, yeah. and you also said you had a blog. So yes. where is that? So on my website, drfitlife.com, I have a blog that I am definitely working on. I go in and out of using it, but right now I'm starting back on track. So if you're ever looking for some some real truths about sobriety. I've written about getting sober at a young age, written about conquering fears, maintaining positivity in your life, like we were just talking about. So lots of different cool stuff there if you're interested in reading. Yes, I'm sure everyone's going to read it. Everyone, go read it. It's amazing. (laughs) Check out her Instagram, Dr. Fit. It's pretty awesome. Thank you you so much for being on my podcast. Thank you for having me. This was incredible. (laughs) I love you, girl. All right, well, until the next time, everyone, have a good one, and we'll see you soon. Woo!